inspire. Welcome back to Started Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs to reveal the unexpected paths to entrepreneurship. Today, my guest is John Vaughn. John is the founder of Local SEO Search, where he helps clients build communities through search engine optimization and improving his website. John has a ton of experience in sales and community and connection with people. So we dive into all of that and what it looks like to start a business and jump from being focused, being someone from sales into arguably a more technical area, which is SEO and web development and things like that. So this is a great conversation. Without further ado, my chat with John Vaughn. I love that setup. That looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I've been slowly putting it together. I, again, I probably have to make it look a little bit more presentable, but I got a lot of books that I should kind of highlight certain aspects because uh-huh. I have a lot of interest from health to business to, you know, the SEO stuff, but mm-hmm. habit, self-development, marketing, whatever interests I have, I'll read. Yeah, from sure. finance, investing, crypto now, uh, to, you know, just anything. Really. Uh-huh. Yeah. Having all those interests really is what like, I don't know, gets you going, gets the, gets the creative juices flowing. Cause I feel uh, very similar when it comes to like health and, uh, fitness and things, where, where's your focus? So before I got into ingesting what I'm doing right now, so, um, I started really learning the foundation of like this whole health industry, right? Like pharma. And then I learned about the, you know, the fats, the uh, carnivorism, veganism, paleo, keto, you name it. I read it all, right? Uh Um, The source. And then now I'm more about the biohacking, like the Dave Asprey, uh, Ben Greenfield, um, just living a cleaner life, I feel. Um, gives you way more clarity and energy and you know just just trying different things right so for me it's like everything is different for each person it's all based on your perspective and lifestyle and choice right but being educated and informed to make the right decision for your purpose and your family or your life at this stage of your life so yep. you know just informed right that's all i say absolutely it's really important and i come from the paleo space like i like we built a platform called paleo porn back in the day and we did a lot of stuff in the health and wellness space and so i'm right on board with you i've been gluten-free for a long time now and um just figured out what what i needed to do to yeah to keep my energy levels up not have that 2 p.m crash figure out like sort of why are yeah why am i not really functioning as like this like human machine should let me figure out the ways to make it better yeah i just i love the space yeah even with paleo i mean it's great um Mm -hmm. i also am very into like good fats right like grass-fed all about like mct oil all all the (laughs) just making sure that you're optimal without you know drop and yeah i drink milk i have dairy too Mm -hmm. Cheese, who cares? But as long as it's grass fed in a minimal amount, who cares? Right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. I, I enjoy it, right? It's like, uh-huh. who cares? Yeah, and that was the thing with paleo, too. A lot of people, because um, now it's sort of the term has fallen out of fashion. So it sort of turned it, morphed into keto a little bit and all yeah. these things. But yeah, um, 
a lot of people like misunderstood what it was and thinking like, oh, all you do is you eat bacon all day and like, that's it. And it was, I would, we would always sort of run up against that. And it's like, well, no, this is, it's all about its ancestral health. Like looking back to how our grandparents ate and what would the foods like grass fed, grass fed beef and pasture raised pork and all these things that like, this is what, what our bodies are meant to consume. So it's, it's just, it only it just makes sense that we feel better when we're doing the things that we're just um, naturally boils, used to. And it all boils down to like get rid of all that processed crap. Mm-hmm. That everything is fast, fast food. Like just go with the original state as much as possible. And a lot of people can't afford it, right? Which yeah. is fine. So you know, don't buy organic. Don't buy wild, right? So just go more vegetables, and that's fine too, right? At least you're eating. The natural state, right? Uh huh. Definitely. So, with biohacking, do you experiment with um, intermittent fasting at all? Yeah. So, I was doing sixteen eight for a while. I, I read Jason Fung, you know, just learning about like twenty four hour, seventy two hour fast, and uh-huh. um, I've I've tried a couple of them. Like, I was doing sixteen eight for a good three to four months, and yeah, I lost a lot of weight. Um, I was still hungry in the morning. So I was like, look, I'm just going to eat. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And you got dialed in, too. I think I think that's the value in fasting that people sometimes miss. You know, like you, you're you like, I'm still hungry. I'm, I'm hungry now. I'm going to eat. And that's something that we we lose because I think over time, a lot of people do because it's like, oh, I eat breakfast. I eat lunch. I eat dinner. And we don't let our satiety sin- signals actually yeah. reach our brain where we're like, oh, you know, this is what it feels like to be hungry. And that's like one of the big values, I think, from fasting. Yeah, fasting, as well as like, I've tried veganism, raw mm-hmm. vegan to carnivorism. Like I, I went with months trying every single thing. I don't okay. care, right? Uh-huh. It's like, you got to see what works and what doesn't. And then you figure out like what you really want to do and how you adapt to it and based on your lifestyle, your choices, but be informed, be educated, know as much as you can to go with what your gut tells you, right? At least you're making an educated decision. Yeah, absolutely. What So what book right now sort of comes to mind that really is impacting your life? And we'll dive into your story in just a minute, but I don't know, I just as soon as I saw that setup, I was like, oh, I wanna talk about books. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I read one to two books a week. Oh, nice. So uh, right now I'm just reading some on like crypto, crypto coin and stuff like that. Um, which is very like interesting, I would say. Like I'm dabbling in the space just to learn a little bit more. Um, but I'm always trying to like learn what the wealthier people are doing or people that I kind of want to be similar to, right? Like I've always wanted to be healthy, so I, I read that. Marketing and advertising, that's my space. Like I own an SEO agency, so I want to know what like Rand Fishkin did, right? To become who he is. Um, and then for me, it's like I'm in the podcasting space. So I, I bought some books on podcasting. I want to do more speaking. So I did TED Talks, reading about that. I'm learning how to write a book, building a community. Like I have all these interests. <laughs> so right now, it's like I would read a book and I'm like, oh, it's about raising my son. So it was Mindset by Carol Sweat. And I was like, okay, makes sense. Perspective, understand where he's coming from, give him the growth mindset, teach him everything to make make him learn to make his own mistakes right and don't give him everything let him learn let him make fail and that's how you progress right in life so it's just 
reminders of how you evolve and become better humans. Oh yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's a lot of the time with the books we read. It's not even that it's a complete shift from how we're thinking, but it's just that reminder that gets you back to like, oh yeah, we need, I want to be sure that X, like letting him make his own mistakes and things like that. Cause yeah, it's just those little nudges I think are really valuable um, along the way. Yeah. Like last week, I read uh, Obstacles by uh, Ryan Holiday. And that oh, was yeah. good on, on perspective, right? Um, I, I read a lot on like goal setting and habits as well. So everything that kind of y- you forget sometimes. So you just go back to it. So I read the Zig Ziglar goal ones. And then I read like the habits one, like the sewing power habits and all these. It's just good reminders. And you just try to read whenever you can, like, whatever interest you have right it's like i pick up the same book a couple times a year even right like napoleon hill think and grow rich it's just good reminders yeah for sure inspiration i think is highly underrated because everyone's sort of like selling inspiration everywhere but like there's a lot to this life like just everything that we are (laughs) i want to say stumbling through because i see stumbling happiness right there which is another great book and yeah, there's just so many things that the inspiration to keep going and to improve and just get that like 1% better every day. Like it's it's valuable. It's a valuable um, tool in the arsenal. Yeah, that that book by uh, Angela Duckworth, by, uh, which is great. That was an amazing one too, right? Uh-huh. It's like persevere, just keep going. Like it's like just if you think about like every sport athlete, every Olympian, every you know, any business owner that's ultra successful, they don't talk about the 20, 30 years that took them to get to where they are. Uh-huh. Everyone talks about where they are, right? No one really talks about how they got there, but that's what it takes, right? Like the daily habits, the waking up at 4 a.m. to get to that routine, to really, you know, push yourself a little bit further every single day, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the perfect transition into uh, your story. So, First, um, how do you describe what you do with your agency? Yeah, so I started this agency back in 2013. Um, we offer full-service search engine optimization uh, for small, medium-sized business owners. And that's what we do. We, we love what we do because the, the foundation of every community is small business owners. And we have to stick together. We got to support one another, especially during this pandemic. I feel like the big box stores are open and the small little mom and pop stores are shut. And that shouldn't be the case because we should be supporting the small business owners, not the bigger lobbying big companies that are you know, making tons of money anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I've always been in that mindset of helping the smaller guys because I came from advertising sales. I was actually doing that for 10 years before I started this agency eight years ago. And I actually worked at Yellow Pages for five years. And that was pretty much, you know, bricks and mortar product and services of small business owners. And I got to really know thousands of these business owners on an intimate level. They were hardworking people. They took care of their customers. They added value in the community and they took care of really understanding what every person who interacted with them wanted. And that, that's what really, you know, gravitated to, for me to really help them when they told me they had a challenge, they, they had a problem because the return on investment was lower. Yellow Pages was not performing as well as they did. And Google kind of took off, right? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> the behavior was shifting and I wanted to help them 
get digitally found and become more popular online. Uh, so I didn't know anything about SEO. I had no technical background, but I wanted to help them. And that's how I started this agency. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really like in relationships sound like a very key part of diving into this business. How did that, how did the relationships that you built at uh, Yellow Pages, I think I saw Red Pages as well, which was like an internet version of it that you worked with. And how did those relationships then impact the starting of your agency? Yeah, like getting to know real business owners, I knew how hard they worked, right? Because it, again, it takes a lot of grit, a lot of like determination for you to leave a, a decent job or career to kind of sacrifice everything. And now you are the sole breadwinner or you're trying to support your family, right? Usually. And that eventually you want to hire people to support their families as well. So it, it's a lot of burden and stress for any business owner or entrepreneur. And for them to just open up to me and be honest. And I wanted to listen and help them out because over the years I've built a lot of relationships while advertising sales. I was like, just wanting to be their friend, colleague, you know, yes, I sold them ads, but I wanted to dig deeper on what drove them to become business owners. What does it really take? So each time I, I spoke to these business owners, they were like one hour mentor sessions that I was asking them and probing every single questions. Why? What made you decide? What was your story like? What was your background? Did you have experience? How long did it take you for you to break even, let alone like start hiring your first employee? All these things triggered me to have very much a, a curiosity mindset and triggered me to like want to be like them because that's what you know my determination was growing up. I always wanted to be like a CEO or business owner um, because I thought they would you know, really represent like someone with, you know, driving a nice car, having a nice house, but more so like they had everything in order, which is a nice family, have a good moral upbringing, right? And they had good values, uh, ethics, um, just good people, humans, right? So that's what drove me. Yeah. And so when you were thinking, when you were envisioning that, like, I want to be like the CEO, like a, a business, have a business, what did you maybe in the early days, what did you envision? Because like, obviously, like we have that, the grand vision of like what we want, but the, the details are always a little, a little murky, a little fuzzy at the beginning. Yeah. So my envision was, oh, it's going to be easier than <laughs> you think, right? Like, yeah, it, it takes a long time to really understand how to run a business. Mm -hmm. um, so when I first started, I thought it would be a lot easier right? to just hire people, to get people to pay on time, collect, <laughs> um, to have a product or service that actually worked. Again, it's, you know, I saw from big corporations like Yellow Pages, how the systems, the process, the training, the years of harvesting a really good, you know, usage, a product that actually worked. It took time for them to create all these systems, right? And when I first started, I thought it would be a lot easier, a lot faster, and a lot more affordable. Right? <laughs> <Finally>. yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was more, it, it was cost me a lot more. It was stressful. I spent a lot of hours trying to figure out how to run a business, what mattered to customers, um, how to do the SEO. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and really like figure out, 
great systems and people process and just learning so much about running a business, right? Talking to them is one thing, but when you're actually in it, you're you're in a different mindset and space altogether. For sure. It's like you're throwing, I don't know if you're a parent or for all the listeners that are parents, how do you explain to someone that doesn't have children what it's going to be like in the first three to six months? Yeah. You can't explain the feelings that when you don't sleep at night, when you're kicked, yet it's so rewarding. <laughs> That's the feeling it is when you're actually enjoying the business process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to dive into some of those early uh, struggles and things that you you navigated. So going from having the job to the business, what were some of the first steps that you took? Because like that is a, it, like you said, it's a major leap. Yeah, definitely. Like leaving a comfortable job. Yeah, I was doing okay. Like the six figure, decent salary and business job, like the job to then leaving it because I knew there was better options, right? Like I didn't want to go with a sinking ship because every job, every call, sales call was challenging. It was mm-hmm. stressful for me and it was not fun anymore. I wasn't enjoying the you know, working there. So I had to make changes. Right. And at that stage of my life, it was more, I just got married. My wife was working at a steady job. So she gave me the go ahead to try something. So I had full support at home. And I think that's what is the major difference, like foundation and timing as well. You need to understand in business, in life, it's all timing. You got to figure out when it's good time to jump in or not. And it's all circumstantial based on where you see you are at in the stages of your life. Like I felt I was strong in sales and had some business knowledge and experience just talking and dealing with business owners. Um, But I didn't know how to run a business. So I just jumped in and I had to figure it out. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, it was my struggle was the real struggle. I bootstrap. I didn't have a, a computer. I had an idea. I was strong in sales, but I didn't know how to do it, <laughs> yeah. right, right? So for me, it was like, okay, let's see if it can make this happen. So I went out there, got my first client, gave me a couple thousand dollars because, you know, selling an idea um, for them to give me some money. I was like, okay, I can do this, right? I, like there is people willing to have a service because they're frustrated and they don't know how to do it themselves. So there's a gap in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I knew there's opportunity. Then I just had to figure out, like I put in hours and hours and hours every day to learn how to code, read blogs, watch videos, consume as much information, start hiring people, firing them, hiring, firing, making mistakes along the way. And even the clients, I didn't know what kind of client to take because I was taking on any client that said yes and gave me money, but they're, you know, they're hard clients. They, they really drove me. They, they spent so much time trying to, you know, educate them and do things. And I would bend over back to make things happen and they were never happy and satisfied. So just learning all these nuances of running a business, it took a long time. I would say the first couple of years was very stressful. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so much work. It's uh, the uh, naivete of starting a business, like when it's your first one though, I think really helps us get past those, those real stumbling blocks that otherwise like, later on in the journey, we might be like, you know, that just, 
that's not going to work. We're not even going to try it. Where, like, I think the beauty in that first trial is that, like, you're new. You're able to push through because we were very similar in building our business where just it's that that grind, that hustle, and not like the hustle porn mentality, but just like, no, no, I'm going to make this happen. Whatever it takes, this is going to happen. And I love, you just, you briefly touched on it, but you sold your first client when you didn't even have a computer. Yeah, it was a, a smartphone, an idea. It was like, here, I want to help you get here. Give me a couple thousand dollars and I'll figure it out. <laughs> I love right? that. So I was a sales rep, right? So uh-huh. I was like, look, now my name's on the line. Now I had to figure out how to do it. And that's my problem. It's uh-huh. not their problem. Right? Yeah, it's so, so funny. Like I I come from a very similar space. Like it was, I mean, it was how long ago? 10, maybe 11 years ago now, but I was posting photos online, like really proud of these little photos I was taking with like my, my iPhone or like one of the, like the iPhone three, whenever that came out or three G I'm posting these photos and people liked them. Someone reached out and they were just like, Oh, Hey, do you do weddings? And I was like, I, I, I could, I guess. And they're like, well, yeah, we'd love to have you shoot our wedding. So I'm like, okay, so here's the contract. Let's fill it out. Now let me take the down payment actually buy a digital camera because I didn't own like a DSLR. And I spent the next like eight months learning, shot my first wedding, did some wedding photography for a while. And like, it is that you, <laughs> you don't know what you don't know, but when you're driven and you're going to make it work, it's, it's going to Doesn't work. Matter. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Like you just had a phone, a phone, and an idea, a phone and an idea, and you were able to sell it and then make it actually deliver on your promises. Like that's huge. Yeah. So it took, time to figure out like systems, build a team, do refine the process. But at the beginning, it's all about getting customers, making sure you, you have some sort of like revenue or testimonials, case studies, support that actually people like what you're doing uh-huh. and continue it, right? Like if you're having fun throughout the entire process, that growth stage, like running a business, you have to be hungry and you always have to want to continue learning because there's never enough learning to be had. Like in my space, like this SEO space, Google changing the algorithm daily. (laughs) So we're on the pulse of figuring out what the heck is going on every day on our sites, our competitor sites, our clients, like there's so much going on moving parts. So we're reading all the time. We're checking, testing all the time. Yeah. So um, before we dive a little or get a little further in the story to like today, sales like sales is where you came from when you were starting what kind of tips do you have for someone who's brand new and and just like you like they have this idea this dream they know they know they can deliver but they've never actually sold to a customer yet okay so sales is one of the biggest skill sets that if if you don't have that skill set as a business owner i would say go out there and learn it read watch zig ziglar's anything for sales Brian Tracy does good on sales too. Like any of the Tony Robbins inspiration guy, sales is a big, big skill set. Go take some conferences, like just talking very confidently, knowing what to ask people, listening, reading their nuances and behaviors, um, open-ended questions, probing them, letting them unwind and tell you what the gaps are, their problem pain points then delivering on what the gaps are, right? The, the big thing about sales is 
again, I kind of do it for, I've been doing it for a long, long time, but when you start having fun with it, it becomes more conversational and you don't even realize that you're selling. Yeah, I so, like that. You know what I mean? Like have fun. So first learn how to story tell because you are unique and tell your story, tell your journey. So that's a little bit about your insight, but you need to do a lot of due diligence on, you know, the sales relationship. So before you even reach out to a customer, know a little bit about them, right? Know about their interest triggers, their habits, their, um, you know, the whatever it is that you want to sell them, right? Learn a little bit and learn a little bit of the competitor. So do a little, a little bit more competitive analysis. But then when you're there, like probe, just ask questions. Don't talk. Let them talk for 15 minutes. Business owners love talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. So the more you allow them to unwind and open up, then there's going to be gaps there for you to actually plug what you can do for them suddenly, right? Yeah. And this is where like the relationship play goes a long way too. Like you can actually trigger what their main interests are. And hopefully there's something in common that you can story tell, right? I've been there before. How did you like that beach? Or did you go to that restaurant? So that's building real core, you know, relationships, right? Like before we we started this conversation, it was all about paleo, right? It was all about like learning about health. And then there's that connection right there. So that's where sales come into play, right? Like just asking questions. Yeah, for sure. And then how do you actually get in the door? Because I mean, sales, there is a lot like just actually getting to the point of having that conversation is an entire art in itself, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I started in sales doing telephone calls. And then I did face-to-face door knocking solicitation. So those are skill sets on its own, right? Like you have five seconds on the phone, three seconds. What triggers them to want to stay on the phone after, you know, they, they get 20 calls every day soliciting on different products and services. So you need to know what the time is that business owners are. You need to know the triggers on certain types of businesses. And you know you need to know what their wants are and deliver that, right? So that, that compelling, you know, statement that you're going to say on the phone or in, in person, you need to try a lot, play around with a lot of, of get comfortable with rejection and learn that it's, they're not taking it personally. They are just busy people, right? So now we're really focused on multi-channel approach because not just one phone call will deliver. Are you doing flyers, newspaper, radio, television, social ads, retargeting ads, email funnel? Everything matters, right? What is your process in terms of getting in front of your ideal kind of person? Um, So what we do with our agency is we are all about inbound. So the more messages you put out there, eventually people like what they see, which is consistent messaging. And when they're interested, they'll seek you out because then you're positioned as an expert. Definitely. And yeah, sort of along that vein too, you've started a podcast, you do a lot of, um, con- you have content out there where people can follow along and know and understand that you're a subject matter expert. Yeah, so it, it takes time to be comfortable doing a lot of different things, um, such as speaking or writing a book or writing a po- running a podcast or anything, right? So you got to just get started. A lot of people are hesitant and scared. I'm the type that just jumps in, just like the business, and figure thing out, things out, right? Yes, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Yes, nothing's going to be perfect, but enjoy the process. Have fun. 
grow, continue making mistakes. That's a part of it. And as long as you continue enjoying what you're doing, then it, that's the journey that you're on, right? Business ownership or life. You got to continue that pro- process and growing. Yeah, for sure. So how big is your company right now in terms of employees or contractors? And when did you start hiring? Yeah, so my uh, team count is about 30 right now. Um, and we started hiring shortly after I started getting my first client, right? I just was not strong in development. I didn't know how to build websites, didn't know how to code, didn't know anything. <clears throat> so I, I hired a lot of people to do that. And I made a lot of mistakes hiring the wrong type of people. And therefore, it was the learning process, right? I hired on skill set, not really on my values. And then as the years progress, I got better at hiring. I got better at training. I got better at taking on new clients. It's just everything. You just get better. And there's always room for growth. There's always ways to become more efficient, more productive, uh, learn more about communication, teamwork, building your your agency or build, uh, company as a leader, expert. There's always going to be competitors out there. Um, so have fun along the way. Yeah. And do you have any tips on how to how to vet someone when you are hiring? Yeah, vetting is uh, uh, art as well. It's just <laughs> that's why there's HR people, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole system on what it takes. How do you message? How do you attract? Like you can be a recruiter. You can reach out to recruiters. And I know a lot of them. So I actually ask them, like, what do you go through? And how, what's your process like to vet to get the best kind of uh, candidate for certain roles, right? Learning from the best. Learn from experts that do this for a living for 5, 10, 20 years. Don't try to redefine it and figure it out yourself. You can never do it as good as someone's been doing it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. No, learn from them. So I always just ask. And I read a lot. I listen. I watch. And I try. And I still make mistakes. But it's okay, right? Like, that's how I learn. So vetting, um, there's no real answer, right? Like, I still make mistakes. There's all these personality tests. I go on gut now. I go on references. I go on like, let's have a normal conversation. What would you do in this instance? Give scenarios, give, you know, real life situational examples and how would they deal with it? Versus, look, this is what you did in history, your work experience. That's not going to dictate what you're going to do at your organization. So you need to give them stuff that is real life examples in your situation. What would you do if a customer did this to you? How would you go around about it? You know, just stuff that matters to your business. That's what the answer should really help you determine if they're a good fit or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the skill set is only the the base level because yeah, yeah if, if they're not fitting with culture and fitting in with with the vision and understanding like that having the same vision for what what you want to achieve it's it just may not work out like like you'd hope so what does a typical day look like for you right now yeah so it's uh, a little bit different because of this pandemic we've mm-hmm. been in lockdown for over a year like we're in toronto canada and we're now hitting uh, the third wave and we're gonna go on another month-long lockdown yeah. so it's uh it's harder because my son's gonna be at home again and um you know me and my wife work from home so we just have to stagger it where we have actual focused work to do at a certain time 
So my day, um, it starts at like four or five in the morning. And that's when I actually wake up and do what I need to do for two hours, either meditate, exercise or read. Um, it's just my time, right? Because it's quiet. I can focus. And that's where I actually get a lot accomplished, right? Put together my daily tasks and enjoy my, my time. I just have my coffee or tea, drink some hot water or whatever, and just read. Um, and then in the morning, I have my breakfast, usually, you know, the organic egg and grass, fit, you know, just healthy foods, right? Vegetables and good fats, avocado and whatnot. Um, and then we just have breakfast for my family. And then I get on with my daily activities, like usually meetings all day long, that would be with clients or my staff or, you know, building whatever projects I have. Um, and then at three o'clock, I am out because I, I have to pick up my son and uh, that's my time or either at one o'clock or three o'clock, depending on when my wife is off as well. And we, I disconnect from technology, my phone, social media, TV. I don't do any of that. I actually am very present when it's family time. And that's the most important and most rewarding time of the day because I actually enjoy it the most. Um, and that's what life should be about, right? Like your business should really allow you to, to fit in the lifestyle that you want to create. And that's what I've kind of built here. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it's so difficult to turn off, disconnect and everything. And, and it's easy, like I liked how you said that because it's easy for us to make, say, productivity the the north star of what we're doing where like what my life is is being productive throughout the day and like focused on that and forgetting the important parts like family and relationships and all the things that happen when you step away from the computer and that's hugely important and was that something you ever struggled with um actually disconnecting and turning off or was that something that came natural yeah so i wasn't very strong in social media like i'm a I don't know. I'm an extrovert. Like I love the social interaction. So I'm very much into hobbies, sports and meeting real people in sales. So when it came to like this email world and social world, I had no real interest, even though I do SEO, I have a team that does that and they love it. They're in their twenties and they, they love what they do, which is perfect. And that's what you need for whatever company you own, right? Like do what you love doing and hire people for things that you don't like doing because they, that stresses you out. So that's what I've kind of done over the years. Um, just under acknowledging what I enjoy doing and hire for things that I don't enjoy doing. Um, but yeah, like just understanding the mindset is so critical, right? Like understanding where to pivot in terms of like, if you want to do be productive at work, then be productive, like knowing how important it is to really focus away from all these pop-ups and social channels stuff. I, I turn everything off when it comes to like podcasting. We're present. I don't mm -hmm. check my phone. I turn it off. Every messaging, it's off because I'm here with you. It's the same thing when I'm with my son, right? It's like I'm here with him. I turn off my phone. I, nothing matters more than that. And that's what you got to do. Disconnect. I don't listen to radio. I don't listen to news, watch TV, nothing like that. Just be present with whoever matters the most at that time with you. Yeah. I think that's, that's just a wonderful message. I mean, that is, that's, that's what we should all aim for. What we should all strive to, 
to attain. So what's something I know you're reading about crypto right now. What's something that is sort of on your mind that you're like most excited about moving forward? Well, I have some big projects for even my agency. Um, we're kind of building like a community, right? To help the small, medium-sized businesses to really, you know, be more educated, be more informed, right? And that's a big challenge for a lot of new entrepreneurs. They're struggling on so many different aspects from HR, hiring to, you know, software stack to social media. Like what channel should you market and sell? How do you improve your sales skills? Like I have some experience that I, now I can actually teach a little bit more people because it's 10 years of experience where it's real life experience. It's not like a book I read mm -hmm. to do it, right? I've actually met thousands of business owners that is even with SEO. Now I have been doing it for eight years. I mean, for a business to be around for eight years means you kind of know how to run a business now. <laughs> so just knowing a little bit more than a lot of people that maybe are struggling or have been early stages, I think I can help those kind of people a little bit. So um, just trying to have fun along the way. So I'm building a lot of content, creating a lot of videos, building a marketing team around that and learning about how to properly market a different segment of your business. So that's challenging and fun as well. So these are little side projects I'm working on. Yeah. Are you and, thinking? Yeah. Are you thinking about coursework or is it free content? How are you approaching that? Um, so again, I think it's a community, a paid community, uh -huh. um, where it's it's more shared library of videos, um, but it's more like it, interaction, right? It's amongst peers, uh, so everyone can like just brain share and talk to one another and just have fun, right? Like that's what community build is all about. Just like-minded people, similar stages of their business and they wanna share and help one another, right? And hopefully you can get some valuable insights from all, all people of different walks of nature in different parts of the world. And we can all support one another because that's what we're all here for, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's what you know and who you know. Both of those work synergistically together. And it sounds like the community is really going to foster both of those avenues for people, which is awesome. Is that out right now or is that coming? Like, is it in the works? Yeah, it's in the works. It's okay. been in the works for a couple months. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a big project. Oh, yeah. Um, so, again, it's a side project because my bread and butter is still the search engine optimization agency. Um, I'm also working on like a book to really position myself as someone that knows a little bit about business entrepreneurship as well as sales. <laughs> uh, just having fun, right? Like everything I'm doing is, yes, it's not going to be the best book. It might not be the best community, but I'm going to get better. I'm going to learn. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to learn. And hopefully I'll get better along the way. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to I'm sure it's going to be great both the book and the community from the beginning, but we're our worst critic, you know? Like you're like, "Oh, this will be better when I can do that. That'll be better when I can do this." It's just it's just natural how it works with our progression. And yeah, I feel like you're doing everything right. Like I love the thought and building that community is is really a perfect next step. Well, I, I'm a part of like, so before I started this idea and marketing plan for the community, I joined 10 communities. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's all paid communities, you know, a hundred bucks a month, whatever, just to understand every single community, what aspect, what I like, what I don't like. And then, then when I launch it, I kind of know how I want it to look, what platform, what to say, how to say it, what videos. So this is what I mean, like contents out there. You can read books, you can go join communities, you can do whatever you want to do, right? You just got to do it. The challenge is 
there's not a lot of time. Everyone, I'm, I'm scrapped with time. That's the biggest, you know, barrier, but it's who, not how. So I just hire people. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, that's a great tip. And that is, I think, a perfect note to, to go out on. So where should we send people to uh, learn more about you, more about your business and follow along on the, the launch of the community? Uh, so you can check out our website. It's www.localseosearch.ca. So that's my agency that focuses on search engine optimization. We also have a podcast called Local SEO Today. So it's really just tips and tricks on businesses uh, on how to you know run an efficient, productive, profitable business. Uh, from my experience, as well as my VP of sales, he was at Yellow Pages for over 30 plus years. So he was also a sales rep and that's where I met him tons of experience with real life situational businesses so we add a lot of value and tips there um, and we everything we do is like real businesses um, and it's fun and this is what we're kind of trying to cultivate with not just our staff but our clients and the community that we're looking at launching probably near mid to end of the year uh, of this year but it's going to be fun like i know it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be the best but at least we're going to start and that's critical. Yeah. I mean, you're in it for the journey and yeah, just, just starting. I mean, that's the whole premise of this podcast starting now. And like why I named it that is because it's so important to take that first step, get going, hit the ground running and we work it out as we go. So yeah. So yeah. Thanks again for taking the time to chat. This has been awesome. And thanks a lot, Joe. Yeah. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I want to thank John for joining me on this episode. Be sure to check out everything he's up to at localseosearch.ca and check out his podcast, Local SEO Today. As always, this episode of Starting Now is brought to you by Built. At Built, we help you get started online. Whether you want to start a blog or a business, head on over to built.co. That's B-Y-L-T C-O to get started. Built, your website, built for you simply. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also on YouTube. And I would love it if you gave the video a thumbs up, subscribe, and hit that little bell because that really helps uh, helps me reach more people on YouTube. And that is my favorite version of the show. So I'd love it if you could help me out in that way. And that'll do it again for this week. Again, this is starting now. I'm Jeff Saris, and I just want you to get out there, get started. Get, get that idea that you've always had in the back of your mind. Just get it rolling. Take that first step. And before you know it, you're going to be snowballing into the, the actual product and vision that you have. It just, it takes time. You have to start somewhere. So the absolute best time to start is right now. See you next week. <laughs>